Before we get to the podcast, I have a gift for you. I love bringing hope to you each week through this podcast. Hope is such a beautiful gift and one that I definitely like to share. For the times in my life when I needed hope, I open my Bible and allow God's Word to speak to me. As a gift of hope to you, I've created a prayer journal, Seven Days to Refuel Your Hope. This journal shares my journey through some of the most hopeless times in my life and the biblical verses that brought me back to hopefulness. My prayer for you is that this journal will help you to refuel, refresh, and realign your hope. You can download this free journal by visiting my website, dianebells.com, or clicking on the link in the show notes. And I just think it's time. It is time for us to start speaking about this um, and putting tools in place for for other children so that this isn't this isn't happening anymore. We need to put a stop to this. Hello and welcome to the Hope Station. Today, my guest is Marvel Katz, and she has a painful story that she'd like to share with us. And how that story, that pain, that mess has now turned into a mission. She has recently authored a book and is now working with four organizations within Canada to help with this issue that she's going to talk to you about and explain. Like I just, oh, it's sad. This is a sad topic. So get ready. So Marvel, number one, thank you for being willing to come on to the podcast, but also for being brave about a tough topic. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about that. When you became hopeless, you discovered some information and you went into, I guess, some, um, some challenges within yourself. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Well, thank you for having me on your podcast. It's my pleasure to be here. And yes, um, um, just a little bit about me. Um, I have my early childhood education and I've worked with hundreds of children um, over the years. I have a lot of experience with children going through trauma. Um, so when my um, daughter was 16 years old, she shared with me uh, a very painful experience um, that she had been sexually abused as a young child. I had wow. no idea. I had no okay. idea, even with all the experience that I have working with children, I didn't see the signs. I had no idea that this had happened and I was just devastated. So just let's start at the beginning, you know, tell me a little bit about your family before you discovered all this and how long ago was it? 10 years. So 10 years. 10 years ago. No. So before then, what, what, how would you describe your family? We were very happy. And we had a great community. Um, we had lots of, we were in a townhouse, so lots of friends on uh, in our neighborhood and the kids all played together. Um, I've always loved working with kids. So uh, we would, you know, have, uh, we would share toys and, and just create memories for our children. Um, you know, as neighbors, we would sit out together and have, barbecues impromptu barbecues and um visit yeah. until one o'clock two o'clock in the morning it was yeah. it was just great the kids all played together and um you know we had a lot of 
very good special memories, lots of memories. Um, and our kids were involved, very involved in church activities growing up. And um, we had a lot of relationships with good people. Um, yeah, a lot of family get-togethers with extended family, cousins. The kids were doing camp together with the cousins. Um, and they were camping and um, we had a trailer. We go on vacations to our trailer in the States. And um, yeah, we had a lot of fun, a lot of fun together. So you had a fun family centered life that you were living. Yes, for sure. Definitely. What would you call the American dream. What would you call the American it? dream? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So what yeah. would you call it in Canada? What's the standard that you would measure it by? It's probably the American dream. We're all familiar with that term. So we'll say that we're in the North American, in the North American, <laughs> the American dream, yeah. dream of having mm -hmm. family fun and get togethers and such. Why did you develop or design or, or desire this kind of, of life? Why was this important to you? Um, well, I grew up in a family. My mom was the the glue in our family, and she always um, tried to. She always welcomed us with open arms, and she loved children. She loved her grandchildren. It was very special to her. So the kids have so many memories of my mom, and um, my dad was a workaholic. Um, so when I married, I wanted to marry someone that would uh, was very focused on the family and and um, would love on our kids and be involved. And so that's, the, that's how we were raising our children in a very safe and happy environment and uh, lots of activities. I love art. And so we always had a messy house with art supplies everywhere and crafts. And um, I was always surrounded by children. So why was it important for you to, to develop this for your children, to have this kind of idyllic kind of life? Um, well, I guess it's also for future generations. You know, we want to um, see our kids grow up healthy and happy and um, bring that into their, the next generation. And, um, and it's, it's about community and uh, making children feel very safe and wanted. And, um, you know, the kids are a lot of fun. They, they, uh, they're the ones jumping in the puddles and the adults are not because, you know, it's not the proper thing to do, but kids do it and, and they're having a great time. I, and I love that. That's just refreshing, very refreshing. So then this idyllic light, got turned upside down a little bit by something that you didn't know about, didn't even think about. And, and what was that Marble? Yeah. So, um, Just when my daughter was day. 16, yeah. yes. When my daughter was 16, um, I know it's hard. We're, we're just working together in the kitchen. And um, I was just sharing with her about, uh, you know, a painful story that I'd heard about somebody um, 
a child that had been sexually abused. And my daughter disclosed to me that it sounded like her, like her story. Um, I, I didn't know how to respond. I, you know, my, the world just falled out from underneath us. And, um, you know, so my, my husband and I, um, you know, you can't give your child back their childhood. Right. And so that, that American dream died. Um, you know, we had other kids in the house too. And so, um, sexual abuse affects everyone. It affects the whole family and, um, pulls you apart from the inside. And I honestly, I had no idea that this was happening. So as a mom, I'm trying to think back and search my mind and figure out, you know, what, what went wrong? How did I not see this? How did I not know? And it's an anger inside of you because um, we did not raise our kids. Um, we were very careful with our children. And so to have, have news like this is just devastating. I can't even imagine what it would be like, especially when you work so hard to bring this ideal life together, to keep them happy, to keep them safe, to have the sense of community and, you know, have them involved and have them have fun. And someone decided that they were going to take that all away from you. Yeah. yeah. It, it's stolen. It's stolen from them. Um, you know, I, when I think back to my, my daughter and her childhood and, you know, and trying to, trying to uncover, you know, you know, when you think about what your child has carried for all these years, she's carried that and we're the parent and we're, we're the protectors of our children. We're their guardians. And so I felt like I had failed her completely. I felt like I failed her because I wasn't aware of this. I should have known about this. I should have seen the signs. Um, but, you know, now jumping forward and, and you know, um, getting some training and learning about this, there's, there's no signs. What are the signs that you're looking for? Um, she had anxiety as a child and I got calls from the school asking, um, you know, to come pick her up because she's, she's having a hard day. Um, and I, I just, I didn't understand it. I couldn't understand it. We'd go to restaurants and she'd hide under the table. She didn't want to come out. She was afraid. And um, I didn't, I had no idea where this was coming from. Um, and now, you know, 10 years later, I'm, I'm looking back at this and, and, uh, you know, those were her calls for help. Those were her calls for help, but she never, she never said anything, never said anything. And those calls for help also can sound like a normal childhood. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, when I would get those calls from the school, I was thinking, why can't you guys help her? Like, 
she's right there. Give her a hug and tell her it's going to be okay. And, and, you know, so I'd, I'd go and pick her up and, and it's frustrating as a parent because I'm trying to be a good parent and your child needs to go to school. Um, and, you know, we communicated with our kids. Um, I have my background working with children. I've worked with children for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, so um, for her not to tell me and, and that's, that's just it. It's, you know, I had no idea. Well, when just thinking that you have no idea, you you're seeing some things happening. And then once this was revealed, what did you do, do to go forward and try to heal yourself, try to heal your daughter? What were the things that you put into place? Mm -hmm. Well, initially when we found out, I, um, it's your world, the bottom just falls out of your world. And so trying to find resources, trying to find your mind is, you're in shock. So your mm -hmm. mind can't even, doesn't even know where to go, you know? So I talked with a friend, she's like, you know, you have to report it and you have to do this and that. So it's very um, mechanical. It's very, you know, has to be reported to the police. You have to do this, you have to do that. But those supports, my supports as a mom, you know, it's, there's shame and embarrassment and anger. And um, so where do you go? And I had a few friends that I was able to confide in, but they didn't really know what to tell me. And, um, you know, for my daughter, we had her in counseling that was, that was available. Um, and it helped somewhat, but you know, it's, it's a sexual abuse for a for a woman in particular, it's boys and girls that get sexually abused, but for a girl in particular, it's, it's intimate. It feels intimate. You know, we don't want to talk about it because somehow we're dirty. We're, you know, um, so we just carry it in, in silence, you know, for my daughter, um, you know, we're, we're a Christian home and, and to her, virginity was super important and, and it was taken from her. And so she carried that shame around with her, um, just all these, these lies and these thoughts that she had about herself um, being used, being dirty, and it, it didn't belong to her. Still, it does not belong to her. It doesn't uh, define who she is. Um, but it's a journey to come out of that and, and to process it. It, you know, some people never process it. I think some people don't process it because they're not, they're not able to, to voice that. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about what you're doing so that people who have been sexually abused do have a voice. Yeah. So, um, just in, in May of last year, May of 2021, um, I just, you know, this has been so heavy on my heart and I have my background in early childhood education. And I just thought, how many other parents are there out there that are having, you know, they're raising their children and they think everything is going great and they're not concerned about sexual abuse and it will never happen in my home. You know, I'm a good Christian family and, you know, it's never going to happen. 
And I'm um, so in 2021, I just felt it laid on my heart that I needed to write a children's book um, that would help the youngest, the quietest child find their voice, um, even if it's just a whisper, but to have permission to um, to break the silence to get the help that they need. I, I really wished that somebody had seen something with my daughter when she was young and I could have helped, I could have changed things um, so that this wasn't happening, it wasn't ongoing. And um, so even with my early childhood education and, and the work that I've done with kids over the last 30 years, I had never had any training on how to recognize sexual abuse or how to have a conversation with a child about it. Um, and I just think it's time. It is time for us to start speaking about this um, and putting tools in place for, for other children so that this isn't this isn't happening anymore. We need to put a stop to this. Well, is it happening that often? Is your, your daughter an, an exception that it's happening one in a million times or? It, it's the, the statistics are absolutely startling. Um, in Canada, which is where we're from, it is estimated one in three girls and one in six boys and the national average in the United States is one out of five girls. Um, and they say that 95% of the cases are never reported. So they are startling statistics. They're, it's, it's shocking. It's, I, I want to use horrifying. disgusting. It's just, you mm -hmm. can see the evil in it. As you yes. said, someone stole your daughter's childhood they stole yes. her virginity. Yes. They stole part of her identity of who she thought she was when she was yes. dirty and so many other things. So are you, you fighting back? Are you helping? What are some things that you're yes. doing? Yes. So um, in, in May of 2021, um, I was laid on my heart to write a children's story. And so I, I've, um, I started doing the brainstorming for it and I came up with the character of a little mouse because he is small, he's quiet um, and his voice is so tiny that people don't really pay attention to, to the little mouse. Um, I, um, I was doing some brainstorming on it and then I had people speaking into it um, saying, you know, there needs to be a therapy element in there. Um, to help calm the child as you're reading the story. So there are some um, exercises in there, deep breathing and that sort of thing. But while I was writing the story, I had my, my daughter read it over uh, just to get her feedback on it. And so she read through what I had put out there and she came back and she says, mom, I don't like the mouse. And I wasn't offended because the purpose is to help give a voice. So I, I wasn't offended. I said, if you could be an animal, what animal would best describe you? And she said, I think a porcupine. 
And I was like, okay, you know, and she said, no. She said, I think, I think more like a hedgehog. She said, pokey on the outside, but soft on the inside. And I thought, brilliant. This is brilliant. And I said, um, I had to go and pick up other children from school. So I said, well, I'm gone. I'd like you to write your story. And oh, she's, she was 25 at the time. So she's not a child. She's 25. And so, excuse me. And so she, um, by the time I got back, she had written her story. And she was elated. She was elated, so excited because she had found her voice and she had found um, a, a cr very creative means of doing it. And I thought, oh my goodness, if this works for my daughter who is 25, imagine what this can do for others. And so um, we, um, I had my son do up a little character, a little mouse. And, um, but my daughter was like, she had a little bit of a different um, vision for the mouse. And so she has done a beautiful job of illustrating the book for me. And so it's part of her healing journey. It's part of my healing journey. And our hope is that through this book, if we can even help one child speak up, then it is worth the effort that has gone into this project. Well, was there something for both of you is that you, you stepped out of the silence and went into action? Mm -hmm. Did that, when you're saying your daughter was elated after sharing the, this horrible story or mm -hmm. putting the story down through the mouse's words, how could you have that kind of transformation by just doing what you did? Uh, first of all, it's, it's a very creative outlet for us. And it, um, by, I think in a way by um, using the, the idea of a mouse or in her case is a, a hedgehog, it's a bit of a distraction and it, and it actually allowed the story to come out because now it's not, my story it's now uh for me the the mouse the mouse becomes um his own character and so it opened up an avenue for her to uh with the hedgehog to be able to to let the hedgehog tell the story so it's kind of um it's a bit of a diversion but it the healing that has come through this has just been phenomenal it has opened up that safe, safe space to be able to uh, talk about a very difficult subject. Um, the nice thing with the, you know, um, I've talked with different ones and they say, you know, when it comes to childhood sexual abuse, the children have to know the names of all the body parts. They have to know this, they have to know that. And I'm saying, no, actually that's the wrong angle to come from because the, it's actually a, a a wound, it's trauma. And it's an emotional response to a very negative situation. So it's internalized. That's why it's so damaging. Um, because it's, it's an, uh, it's an emotional response to something. So this story is 
really reaching down into the heart of a child to create a safe place where they then feel like it's it's okay to speak up just a, a little bit. They can speak a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we've we've created this book. Um, you know, the the children that are sexually abused, it happens at, at such a young age um, because the perpetrator then thinks they can't talk, they can't speak about it. So we purposely um, geared the book so that um, the adult is reading the story. We don't want the child left alone with this book. This is for a caring adult to read this story to a child because the process then creates the safety. And then the child can feel safe enough. If the mouse can tell their story, maybe I can tell my story and it's okay because the mouse didn't get in trouble. You're coming against the lie that if you tell a grown up you're going to be in trouble, or you're going to get somebody in trouble, or you're going to, you know, something bad is going to happen. So the little mouse tells the story, and then gives opportunity um, for the child, you know, to feel safe. And then the child um, will speak up. That's the hope. That's the hope. Now on on top of just writing the story, I, I didn't want to just write a story and then you know, if a parent is reading this and finds out, you know, the devastating news that their child's been abused, now where do they go? And I didn't want that. That's what happened in my situation as the mom. I I didn't know where to go. And so what we've done is um, um, we've created a website. So as parents, Um, parents can take training in this it's not just parents but teachers and and grandparents and any caring adult that that works with children or knows children uh, whether they have a concern or not Um, so if they're reading this story and and there's a disclosure something there is a website that we can go to and I've um, I've organized with other um, worthy causes that that um, work specifically with children that have been sexually abused or a family going through crisis, um, just a caring group of people that are um, trying to preserve the family, the good in the family and help the family walk through this trauma. So they're um, one of the organizations that I'm working with is the um, Little Warriors be brave ranch it's located in alberta canada um, but they have free training trauma-informed sexual abuse training available to anyone around the world Um, and i encourage i encourage anyone that has their uh, you know works in daycare preschool um, elementary school therapists to take the free training it's free it's offered free several times a year and um you know i said i i'd never i'd never taken training in my 30 years i i had no idea i had no idea what to do if a child ever told me that they were sexually abused i didn't you know i know the legal stuff but i you know where do we go so this website is a safety net it's a wraparound support for for parents, for families, for the child, 
um, for caregivers. And it's even, uh, we even have um, free counseling available. That's the name of the organization for um, caregivers that uh, first responders, people that are working with the trauma directly and um, there's support for them as well. So. Well, it seems like you're, you both got your voice back. And one of the things that you said, Marvel, and it, it made my skin crawl that the perpetrators, these, these people, I don't even invite call them people that are responsible for this is they, mm -hmm. they prey on people who are too young to even talk. So yes. they know what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. It's, is sinful. It's unlawful. It, it's egregious. It's like the worst crime that you could commit Mm -hmm. And they know it. And what's being done about that? Is there anything on that side that if it's happening so often, are there that many sexual predators or are there that many, are there predators who just have multiple people that they're praying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I haven't done a lot of work in, in that area. Um, I mean, I, um, yeah, I, that's a whole other ball game that you're working with there, um, especially if they're adults and then specifically they know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, there is also, um, you know, for families that there's incest in the family and um, our cousins or relatives that are, that are also children. It's also, sexual abuse it's sexual abuse and the victims um, often don't recover from from that psychologically um, so that my hope in that would be that um, the organizations that are working alongside of um, what I'm doing um, that they offer supports to the family because it, it's just devastating um, you're just looking at the statistics that you have more kids are being sexually abused and then they're, then they're having cancer and diabetes yes. and any yes. other illness is yes. they're having a sexual sin perpetrated on them. But this yes. is, not, this is, this is so evil on so many levels. So how you talked about the healing of the book and such and, and how, do you still want to be involved in this or is there more series is, you know, what is Marvel doing? You're, you've done a lot. Is there anything else yeah. plans on doing? Um, I'm, I'm uh, desiring to be an advocate. Um, somebody needs to speak about sexual abuse. Um, the numbers are so staggering that you can't not speak up. You have to. So, um, I've be, I've begun speaking about it, okay. um, and I'm promoting. Um, I'm trying more networking with others and and working with schools and raising awareness. I think um, because I've experienced this and because I've been um, looking into it and researching it and all that, I'm finding resources. And I'm trying to make those resources available to others. But each person 
can have a conversation with a child and do a check-in. So if you are a grandparent and you're watching this and you, you have grandchildren, just do a check-in with your grandchildren. Um, just have a conversation. And you know what, what worked for me was just having a story about somebody else that I knew about that had been sexually abused and that opened the door for my 16 year old. But you know, when you think about um, the anxiety that my child went through, and I was not, I had no idea where this anxiety was coming from. And I think because the numbers are so staggering, one out of three girls, we, if your child is suffering with anxiety, this would be the first, first checkpoint. Check into this, see if, see if you can rule this out and then work from there on um, other, you know, have your therapist or have somebody have a conversation with your child or you know if these conversations they're they're very difficult conversations because you don't it's the last thing you don't want to believe that this could actually be happening in your home or with your child um, and they say 95 percent of abuse is coming from somebody that you or your child know and trust those are staggering numbers. Those are staggering numbers. And I think just for the sake of ruling it out, just have a conversation with your child or your grandchild or nieces and nephews, just have a conversation and, and get, get help, get the help. Well, I think that, that just even just start that conversation. And this is what your, your book is about. And the name of yes. the book is... Um, I have a book here. So it, it is Tiny Finds His Whisper. Okay. Tiny Finds His Whisper. And it's available on Amazon anywhere Amazon is sold. It's sold around the world. We're working on a Spanish version as well. Well, here's my question. Why, if this is so bad, are we not hearing about it? Why is it? I, I know that they, they talk about sex trafficking and young kids being mm -hmm. sex trafficked and we feel like oh that's not happening well it must mm -hmm. be happening if mm -hmm. three out of five is that the number you use three out of five one one out of three girls and one out one of out six of boys okay mm -hmm. one out of three mm -hmm. are being sexually abused by someone that they know and trust you can see that this could be a, a marketplace for these awful people just to, to get, it makes my skin crawl. Mm -hmm. so you can mm -hmm. see how devastating this is and how true this is. And when we know right. about it, how little is being done about it is just amazing to yes. me. They want yes. to teach kids all kinds of other things in school. And are they teaching them, you know, using your book? I just feel like your book should be some way we have mm -hmm. to get it free. Yeah. <laughs> so that people all over that were just dropping boxes off at schools and mm -hmm. but are they even the teachers or the counselors prepared for this because when you think of the devastation of one out of three young girls like my yes gosh, the numbers yes out there it's it's sickening it's sickening and it and you see how 
how broad this is, the scope of this is. This is just Canada we're talking about, and then one out of five in the United States. But this is worldwide, and it's, um, I, you know, it's just amazing to me the, um, in writing this story and, and speaking about it, how many women that are um, in our age, 45 and up, that, that are um, just whispering in my ear that, that I've never told anyone this, but I was sexually abused as a child. And we never talked about it. So I don't know if it's a new, I don't know if it's a new problem, but I don't think it, it needs has. to be talked about. But like I said, for, for women in particular, it's very, it feels intimate. It feels like you're, you're airing your dirty laundry and really families, families don't want to look at this and say this, this might be happening in my own home. Mm -hmm. How terrifying, how terrifying and devastating. Um, and, and so it's, it's one of those subjects, it's difficult to bring it up. It's difficult to talk about it because there's, you know, you don't want to be judged and you don't want to be accused and, and all this, but you know what, for the love, for the sake of a child, for a sake of a child, you do it, you do it. Well, who, who's being accused like that, like that now the adult woman would feel like they're being accused of something. So is there, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, uh, it's like the closet in your house, you know, you clean up your house, but you've got a closet and you don't want anyone to see in there because, you know, it's full of stuff. And the rest of your house can be immaculate. You've got that one closet and you don't want anyone to go into it. Um, so I, I think it's a fear of judgment. It's a fear. It's shame at the, at the root of it. It's shame. You are ashamed. I felt shame. I didn't want to tell people that this happened in my home to my daughter. I didn't want anyone to, um, you know, cause I'm beating myself up enough as it is, but you have to reach out, you have to step over the threshold. And we have to be talking about this, that, you know, yeah, we, we do have to be talking about it. And you're taking a very brave first step, you're coming out of that shame, place of shame. Mm -hmm. And if people start knowing about it, but then there, there's also just with people that I know who have been sexually abused as a young child, mm -hmm. that it has long-term yeah. effects on them. It's not like it's a, it's a one-time incident. That's an intimate relationship that happened. Some people mm -hmm. call the soul tie happened with someone that mm -hmm. they didn't know that, that they didn't ask for this. They did not yeah. go into this with any kind of, um, you know, it, thought of giving permission, this was done yeah, against yeah. them. And what yes. I keep on thinking is, and I'm trying to look at the verse and I'll, I'll find it later, that Christ ha talks about that anyone that harms one of these mm -hmm. children, they should throw a millstone around their neck and like go into the, the, yeah. the state. They should, they should yes. get rid of themselves. They should, you know, and when you think of the damage 
and they have the damage when you're thinking one out of three, but every one of those people have a family. You have your whole family who's now been impacted. And then yes. there's friends and then there's other relationship. It's like this ugly web that's been weaved by one person. And yes. we become so hypersexualized that they're almost legitimizing in some way ped pedophiles. That they just yes. they just they just mm -hmm. are attracted to young people. No. Mm -hmm. no yeah. No, yeah. No. Yes, we we are the we're the guardians of children. We are their we are their shield. Um, the the problem the problem is that if we're not aware that this is happening, um, that's that's where um, we need to be talking about this. I, I had no idea that this was happening, and and I'm supposed to be shielding my daughter. So now, part of part of writing this story, writing it out, the creative process there is kind of giving the reins, giving permission to my daughter to talk about this, because this, this really, this is for her. This is for every child that's out there. You know, even if you're a, a grown adult and you've, you've um, been sexually abused, this book really is for you as well. Uh, it's, it's a, it's giving you permission to be able to talk about something that you've been carrying around for 40, 50 years and, and to allow, allow, you know, a little mouse to open up a space, a safe place for you to, to be able to relate and to speak about it. Cause you can't, you don't heal when you've got that closet that's crammed full of junk. You can't heal. You can't move forward. You're not released in life to be to be who you were created to be. Mm. You're holding on to something that, and it's packed full of lies. It's all lies. You know, you can't tell anyone. Um, it's your fault, and you know, all these lies that you believe that stop you from living and from um, embracing the life that that you've been given. To just to, to look at every aspect of their life has been impacted. It's not yes. like they broke a bone by playing yes. sports. No, this a is, bone can heal. Yeah, this is they they've impacted their soul. They impacted mm -hmm. their mind. They've impacted their body. Like mm -hmm. it just is so awful. And yes. I, I'm just thinking, like, how can this? I feel like this this needs to be on everywhere it, it just shouldn't yeah. be on a, on a podcast it should be everywhere yes that how do we make an impact how do we get um tiny whispers well you know i i think bigger yeah <laughs> bigger arena it, up. <laughs> it should be mm -hmm. everywhere people should know about this people should be disgusted with it yes. because i i never in my wildest dreams would have thought that the statistics are that high. Yeah. That yeah. high. And mm -hmm. when you look like, we don't know what the trickle down effect to that sexual abuse happens. We don't know the brokenness, you know, do they have a higher divorce rate? Do they have mm -hmm. a higher promiscuity? Do they have a higher abortion rate? Is there something else that happens 
that yeah. all these other things, and then the shame upon shame mm-hmm. and upon shame just keeps on perpetuating. Yes. All of, all of the above applies. Um, you know, teen suicides, um, the anxiety, the depression, eating disorders, um, drug addiction and brokenness. It's, it's about brokenness. And, and until we actually look at the roots of the brokenness and address that, um, if we can get to the root of our problems, then that's where the healing comes. And we, we avoid it. There's so many um, adult sexual abuse survivors that don't want to go back. They don't want to go back. And I, I understand it completely because it's messy and it's scary and it hurts and it it's devastating. But until the, until that can get addressed until somebody who really cares and somebody who knows how to help the victim um, can address that, you know, we, we will just continue the cycle of, of addiction. And, you know, we're just really addiction is about covering those wounds. It's about covering those wounds. There's wounds there. What are those wounds? And, and are we willing to uh, come alongside somebody that's really struggling and help them to um, acknowledge it, just to speak about it? Are we, are we showing empathy to those people that are just struggling? I think we can't even imagine. I, I can't even imagine as a young child, uh, you know, just that helplessness of, yes. as you said, we're supposed to be their protectors and guardians. And yes. someone has decided they were going to be their predators. They were going to yes. steal from them and make a decision to ruin a precious life over yes. what? Uh, it's just so mm-hmm. crazy. It's, it's so sickening. And I just want to commend you for your braveness and your daughter's mm-hmm. braveness. Yeah. Because I think yeah. that when you bring things out into the light, and you bring it out through the light and knowing that Christ is with you in that light, yeah. it can shine and hopefully like light is a disinfectant, it can mm. also, things have to change. Things have to yes. change in our society. Things have to change mm-hmm. within our, our systems to mm-hmm. make sure that this is not happening. It, it, this is not happening ever again. And right. Like you said, if you could just heal one, it would make you happy. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just one, yeah. one family being impacted, but you went through all of this pain, all of this trauma, all of this shame and devastation, and you're stepping out and speaking. Mm-hmm. And your thought is yes. if I could just heal one, that all of this would be worth it. Yes. So that is a very brave, courageous, mm-hmm. and beautiful thing that you're doing right now marvel Mm -hmm. thank you thank you yeah it's uh it it definitely helps having a support network um around me and um you know that it makes all the difference you can you can face these hard things if you have um if you feel like you're part of a team or you've got people surrounding you that really care about you and are invested 
-hmm. um, that's that's the key there. That's the key there. Yeah. Like there's it's like-minded people together that can create a movement. When we look yes. at all the things that people are protesting about, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. no one's protesting about this. No one's going right. into the streets. No one's right. You know, there there's just a movement that needs to be, and this movement might start with a tiny little mouse. I think that's a good starting place. I think so. Yes. Oh. Yes. A little mouse with a big secret. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Marvel. I really do. Oh. Thank you for thank being you. here. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for coming back again. <laughs> yes. It's been great. It's been so good. It's good to talk about this. There's healing in talking about it. So this has been uh, a very good experience for me. I'm so glad that Journey decided to re-interview with me. Her first interview that we had together was really a struggle. She was really devastated, uh, unable to talk about this experience. And then, as you heard at the end, it really is helping her to find her voice to speak out about sexual abuse. Next week, we are going to be hearing from Marvel's daughter, Journey, who is going to be sharing her journey that she has been through over the last 10 years and how writing this book, illustrating this book, and she has her own book coming out as well, has really been part of the healing. So please support both Marvel and Journey as they try to make their voice louder and speak about this horrific, devastating uh, tragedy that's happening within our country and throughout the world by buying her book, Tiny Finds His Whisper on amazon.com. And that information is also included in the show notes. So thank you again for pulling into the Hope Station. And I hope that this has been educational, informative, and hopefully that we can start having a louder voice about this tragedy of sexual abuse. Before you leave, I have another free gift for you. What are you looking for in your life? A new career? Stepping into your purpose? Restoring passion in your everyday life? Are you ready to step into the new life God has planned for you? And he does have a plan for you. And that gift is to experience the power of coaching. Coaching helped me through my painful journey when Joe, my husband, died. Coaching eased me through this transition to move to Florida. I wasn't sure why the Lord was bringing me here and what his plans were for me. Coaching gave me clarity. Coaching was essential and making the Hope Station podcast a reality. A dream came true working with my coaches. Coaching also brought hope to hundreds of my clients who stepped into their purpose and passion, and it all started with a free consult call. So schedule yours today. To schedule our Hope Chat, otherwise known as a coaching call, you can click the calendar link in the show notes or visit my website, dianebells.com. That's D-I-A-N-E-B-E-L-Z dot com. 
This coaching call could be exactly what you need to ignite a spark of hope in your life. Hope might be just one call away. Why wait? Schedule your call today.